Welcome to Masterpiece Women. This is Tina Raines, and I'm the founder of Masterpiece Women, and I am so excited to have you here today. We are a community of authentic women from all over the world, growing together personally, professionally, building businesses and ministries together. So grab a cup of coffee or your favorite tea and sit back and grow with us. Thanks for being here, ladies. Hello, lovely ladies. Hope you're doing wonderful today. I am so excited to be with you today. Lord, we just ask that you'll just um, use this time together. Use this chapter, Lord, to show us exactly what you'd have us to receive from this and let us grow in you. Let's grow in faith. Let us grow in the direction that you've called us to do, to be all that you've called us to be and to um, serve the way you've asked us to serve. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right. So I'm super excited about chapter four. Uh, this chapter is, I, I keep saying that about every chapter, <laughs> just, um, it's just, it's just such so good. It's just, it's really good. I love it. And I love how God uses his word. And so you think about chapter four and um, let me clean my glasses. Oh my goodness. I can't even see them. They're in my purse. When um, in verse one, when Moses asked God, what if they do not believe me or listen to me? And um, what does the Lord say? Like that was that thing is, you know, oftentimes God will ask us to do something, won't he? And we go, well, but God, what if, or he'll give us a dream and a plan. And we go, well, God, what if, what if they don't listen? What if they don't respond the way I want them to? What if it doesn't work out the way I think it should? And that is really scary sometimes. And I believe that people, including myself, we end up landing in fear. And so we don't succeed in what God's called us to do because we stay in that place of fear. And so I want us to dive in here and to read the word and look at what, what does God say to him when he says that? God says to him what? Have you read your chapter? I hope you're reading along with me. I hope you're, and I apologize. That it was a few days I was out traveling. So I read and prepared, but I didn't do the video for you. So um, we didn't do it every day like I had planned on doing, um, but I really felt like I needed to be with my girl. We went looking at colleges. So it was really super fun. But in chapter four, Moses answered, what if they do not believe me or listen to me? And say, the Lord did not appear to you. Then the Lord said to him, what is that in your hand? A staff, he replied. The Lord said, throw it on the ground. What happens? It goes and it turns into what? Into a snake. So Moses throws it on the ground. It becomes a snake and he ran from it. The Lord said to him, reach out your hand and take it in the tail. So Moses reached out and took hold of the snake and it turned back into a staff in his hand. This, said the Lord, is so that they may believe that the Lord, the God of their fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob has appeared to you. He wanted to give them something tangible that they could see, they could visualize themselves so that they knew that God had been the one that told him this. Then the Lord said, put your hand inside your cloak. So Moses puts the hand inside the cloak. Then he took it out. The skin was leopardous. It had become as white as snow. And so first he gives him what? He gives him um, the shaft that turns into a snake. Then he gives him, tells him, put his hand in the cloak. 
comes out, the hand's leprous. Then he says, well, put it back in there. And when he comes back out, it's totally clear. So he gave him two miracles in a row. You'd think that'd be enough, right? But instead he says, no, now put it back into your cloak, he said. So Moses put his hand back in his cloak. And then when he took it out, it was restored like the rest of his flesh. Then the Lord said, if they do not believe you or pay attention to the first side, then they may believe the second. But if they do not believe these two signs or listen to you, take some water from the Nile and pour it on the dry ground and the water you take from the river will become blood on the ground. So he gave them three different miracles. He's like, here's one. If they don't believe that, here's another. If they don't believe that, here's another. Can you imagine people still doubting, but yet they doubt it? And I, I think of so often we as humans, God reveals himself to us and we still just don't believe. We still don't trust him. I think about um, that story, you know, uh, the guy that gets to the pearly gates and asks the Lord, he'd been on his house for many, you know, days waiting for someone to rescue him from the flood. There's these two different boats that came by and he told him just keep on going. And um, then he um, finally gets a helicopter and um, the helicopter can't reach him in time. And the guy drowns. And he's like, God, why didn't you let the helicopter, you know, save me? And he's like, I sent two boats. You wouldn't listen. <laughs> you know, it's kind of that thing. God keeps showing himself and showing himself. But sometimes we either A, don't pay attention or B, we're so busy with life that we choose to do it our way. Even when he gives us the miracles, even when he gives us the truth and he shows us so clearly his strength and his power and who he is and the miracles, we still tend to take life into our own hands and not trust him and not believe him. And so um, this was really um, pivotal in the time of him having Moses, even in his doubt, when he said, God, why me? You know, he goes, look, I'm giving you three miracles. So if they don't believe that I'm the one that sent you, you have all the ammunition you need. Well, God says the same thing to us when he calls us into ministry or calls us to do a business, whatever it is our calling is. He's like, I'm giving you all that you need. And we have all that we need if we just believe, if we just trust, if we just seek the Lord every day. He will give us every bit of wisdom we need. And we surround ourselves with people that have wisdom. We surround ourselves with people that have the strengths that we don't have. We surround ourselves with people that um, have the tools that maybe we need. Find the people that have the tools you need. So that's part of why we created Masterpiece Women is because I have such a heart to help provide at tools for women to be able to build business God's way so they can go out and do whether it's building a business building a ministry whatever God's calling you to do so you can do it God's way you can do it the way that honors him and also that will honor you that will just make your life so much more fulfilled because you know you're living in your purpose and your passion and your calling versus dreaming of something and never getting there so we want to hear from you. We want to hear how can we help you? What specific tools do you need? What are you looking for? What are your dreams? What are your visions? Share them with us. Put them on our Facebook page. Join our group. We would love to hear from you so that we can help you. We can be like Moses. We can stand up in faith, even when we're doubtful, even when we're scared and go out and do it. Because I'm going to tell you, if you're scared, it's okay. Go do it. 
I can't imagine that Daniel wasn't scared. I can't imagine. Well, we know, look at the word, you know, look at what Moses is talking about. So when you look at chapter four specifically, you know, he tells God what he says, I, I'm not eloquent to speaking. How does God respond? At first, God was not happy about that either. He's like, really? Look, I gave you these miracles. I'm telling you to go do this. I mean, the, I'm obviously paraphrasing. And Moses is still like, but God, I, I, I can't speak, you know, and um, God could have simply just given up on Moses, right? Just like he could give up us on us when we doubt and when we doubt ourselves, when we doubt, because when we doubt ourselves, we doubt God. God is in us. We are his masterpiece. And when he calls us, he will equip us. So when we're doubting ourselves, in essence, we're doubting God. So we want to step back and go, okay, Lord, what is it you've called me to be? Be, do, say, uh, achieve. What is it you want in my life? Spend time listening because our father's not going to give up on us. He could have given up on, on Moses, but instead he did just like he does us. He offers him assistance. He offers us assistance when we're struggling. So look around you for the assistance that he's sending you that you might be overlooking. Just like that, you know, um, gentleman I just described when the boat was coming up to him and he's like, no, 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 I'm waiting for the helicopter. Well, then it was too late by the time the helicopter got there. Well, God gave gave uh, Moses Aaron because of his doubts and said, look, I'm going to give you Aaron. And I think of how sweet it is that our father gives us just what we need, just what we need to complete the calling, to respond to whatever it is he's calling us to do. He gives us what we need. And so we think about um, Moses's, you know, his questions, his doubts. And I wrote down five doubts that we see, big excuses he has in here. One, who am I? I remember when I would speak in front of large crowds previously, the enemy would get me with that one every time. Who am I? Who am I that God would call me? I'm divorced, I'm this, I'm that. I talked about in some of the previous chapters. That was one of my big questions. Who am I? Do you struggle with that? I know so many women struggle with, like, who am I? Like, what gives me the you know, the um, potential to do that, because oftentimes we don't even believe in ourselves. We don't believe that we can do it. And then who are you? We sometimes don't trust God's sovereignty. If he has called you, he will equip you. I keep saying that over and over, right? Because it's the truth. God's word says it. Watch how he equips Moses. Watch how he equips his people. He's calling them to do something very bold, very dangerous, but yet He's providing them with everything they need, and he will do the same for you. So getting in his word and really studying the word and how sovereign he is and just the strength and all that, that God in his word defines himself as and focusing on that and reminding yourself when the enemy comes to you with who am I or even question who are who is God. Reminding yourself of the verses that repeat them over and over and over. Do the auto suggestion that we talk about in Think and Grow Rich in that program, in our, our uh, masterminds, in our membership program that we're doing right now. Think about that. Remind yourself daily, over and over, of the scriptures. You know, I, I heard um, about one gentleman that literally every single morning for 30 minutes, he takes every scripture that identifies who he is in Christ. And especially the, you know, top on that list are the ones that 
the scriptures that counteract the doubts and the lies that the enemy tries to trigger him with. And he puts the word of God, verbalizes it. He writes it down for the first 30 minutes of every single day. Those are the scriptures he focuses on first because he wants the truth of God in him so that every time the enemy is coming against him, that's what he does. I thought, oh, that's a great practice to implement. So I, I'm going to work on that one. That's going to be one of my goals is to start. Maybe I start with 10 or 15 minutes and then get to the 30 minutes. Maybe you need to start with your 30 minutes. Think about what God's calling you to do and how you can implement that auto suggestion. But I know this. Carolyn Leaf, who's a neuroscientist, she's a Christian woman. She talks about auto suggestion, basically, and changing habits and how it takes three cycles of 21 days to change habits. So when you're, if you're having these doubts and you're having these lies that are hitting you over and over, take the word of God, put the scriptures in, write them down so that you can, so that you can go ahead and repeat them to yourself every single day for three cycles of 21 days. So that's basically 63 days. If you will do that, your pattern will become, I am his masterpiece. I am the child of God. He is my savior. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. All those scriptures that you could implement every single day, those will be the, the things that are manifested in your brain because you will change that habit of going, oh, I'm not good enough. Oh, I couldn't do that too. I can do it because God's called me to do it. And I am everything he says I am. And you can believe it and it'll change your whole mindset. And so it's really imperative if you're seeking to build a business or a ministry or do anything in life that you know the truth. Um, but when you set out goals for a business, if you don't have your mindset set in stone, which really goes back to who are you, then it's so much more difficult to be um, to achieve your goals. So I'm going to encourage you to really focus on that. So when he talks about what if they don't listen, how many times um, did he feel like no one's going to listen to me? And then they didn't listen to him. And then they tried to play each other against him. Um, he would say, I'm not a great speaker. He gave him Aaron. I know you have someone else you could ask. <laughs> That's what he told him. He's like, God, um, you could ask somebody else to do this. You don't have to ask me. Uh, you know, <laughs> and I thought of that a few times. I'm like, God, really? You want me to do this? You want me to climb crazy mountains all over the world? The first time I did Kilimanjaro, I was like, really? You want me to do what? And where is it? And why? Really? Like I could do something else. I could raise some money some other way. And not only did he not let me raise the money the way I wanted to, it was $25 by $25 by $25. And I had to raise $10,000. It was nothing like I ex expected to. I was in great shape. So physically I was fine. Then I ended up going with my friend um, who stayed up at the top of the mountain for hours. Nothing was as I expected. And I remember crying out to him going, God, why did you call me to this? Why can I stay in my cushy little house and in my cushy little town in South Florida with lots of wealthy people around me and just tell them about the projects and so that I could raise money instead. He wanted me to be a voice for the voiceless and it was so much more powerful that I was climbing mountains and leading women all over the world to climb mountains because the analogy with it was so powerful and so I look back now and I get it, but at the time, I think I had every one of these excuses that Moses had. How many of these excuses do you have? Let's talk about that. 
What do you need to give up? I know for me, one of the things that I've been very hesitant about with these five excuses is my own writing. I've made every excuse in the world. I'm writing a book and um, I have to really question myself. And I have been lately and just seeking the Lord and getting counseling um, from a wise mentor who's a writer, who an author. And um, what is why am I procrastinating? What excuse am I going to use today? You know, there's always something that gets in the way. And I know that we need to be more like Moses and just keep going to the Lord. He's going to keep telling us exactly what we need to do. And we all have them. We all have self-image issues. And I think going and reading the scripture and watching Moses should be an encouragement to all of us when we have those self-esteem issues, when we have self-image issues, when we have self-doubt, we have fear of failure. We have fear of, you know, what's God really want with me? Because Moses had it too, and God used him, and God gave him everything he needed. And so that's what I keep gravitating back towards in this, and that's how God's speaking to me. I'd love to hear what God shows you in the scripture, because God does send Moses back to Egypt. He prepares him for his journey. In um, chapter 4, 21, he also warns him in advance that Pharaoh's going to harden his heart. So you think about that. Okay, Moses, I want you to go do this, but he's not going to listen to you. <laughs> like, what? Really? So, I mean, you want me to go do it, but he's not going to listen to me? Well, what's the point in that? I, I can just imagine, you know, what he was thinking when he tells him he's going to harden his heart. And what does is, what is, um, Moses do? He follows him anyway. And like any great leader, we have to make our plans, but we have to expect, expect the glitches. We have to expect the issues. We have to expect that the outcomes aren't always going to be what we want them to be. And we have to plan accordingly and we have to plan ahead for those obstacles that we're going to have because we're going to have obstacles. We're going to have things that come up that are not exactly as we'd like them to be. We're going to have those places in our businesses, in our ministries that um, we feel like we're ineffective. We feel like we're, we don't have the tools. It's reality. And as we do, we go find the people that are really great at the areas that we're weak in and we learn from them and we outsource. <laughs> and we, just like Moses, he outsources talking to Aaron. Um, very similar to any leader. You find people, surround yourself with people that are smarter than you and use um, each other's strengths to achieve the goal that you have. So I, um, much to encourage you and Lord, right now, we just lift up our masterpiece women and we just pray, Father, that every single step of the way, Lord, that you guide us, even when there's obstacles, even when there's deterrence, like Pharaoh, who is hardening his heart. Well, there's issues like that, that we come across in our ministry, in our business, in our family life, Lord, let us be humble. Let us be guided by your Holy Spirit. Let us just reflect on your word moment by moment, my moment, Lord, when those self-doubts come, Lord, we ask, Father God, that you'll remind us immediately of your sovereignty, immediately of who we are in you, Lord, that what your word says about us, Lord, what you say we are, not what man says we are, Lord, and that we would Right now, I ask that you bind the spirit of fear in every single one of us, Lord, that we would not fear anything except for you, Lord, because you are sovereign and fear that we wouldn't have intimacy with you, Lord, that we would draw so close to you in knowing that you love us more than anything else in this world, Lord. 
I fear not having an intimate relationship with you because I love you so dearly. I want to be intimate with you always. I can't imagine not having that, Lord. And I know in those dry seasons that I've gone through in the past that I haven't felt that closeness to you, Lord, and I do not want that. So Lord, help me and every woman listening, Lord, to seek you above all else, to spend that time with you, to just draw closer and closer and closer in intimacy with you, Lord, that you would guide us as leaders and give us every bit of wisdom that we need for every step of our walk in the path that you've called us to. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, ladies, have a wonderful, wonderful day and God bless you guys. And I'll see you on the next one.